Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, mi gente. Ish here. Okay. As a Cuban-American, it's been my cross to bear having to deal with my Cuban booty. I mean, okay, I got no complaints, right? Pero finding pants that fit just right with all this junk in the trunk? No, es casi un full-time job. Bueno, I found the perfect jean. No, literally, it's a new brand of men's jeans called The Perfect Jean. With just a 2% of spandex tossed in the mix, they are so stretchy and soft, like they just feel like a second skin. The fit is so damn good. I mean, it's like wearing the jeans version of that Venom symbiote in Spider-Man. It just like becomes part of you. It's so damn good. Oh yeah, and durable? I've worn them for almost a month now. Okay, no, no, tranquilo. Not continuously, I have washed them, okay? But everything from the fit to the color is still like the day I got them in the mail, which is probably due to the fact that they use the highest quality materials and sewing techniques look i don't know much about sewing but i do know a good product when i wear it and i also know a good deal visit theperfectgene.nyc today and use code pero25 for 25 off your first order that's right 25 off from us when you use the code pero25 finding the perfect gene for your man or yourself has never been easier visit theperfectgene.nyc today and use code pedal25 for 25% off because let's face it the only thing better than the perfect gene is the perfect gene ho 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 <laughs> happy holidays and merry christmas everyone it, the holidays are here. Yeah, 2020 is ending for better or for worse. But the holidays are here. And while we all love chestnuts roasting on an open fire, hairy chestnuts, not so much. Well, our friends at Manscaped are here to save the holidays. You know, we've only been telling you about Manscaped pretty much all of 2020, right? This Christmas, Manscaped is offering their performance package bundle. The perfect gift for your favorite package. Manscaped's got all the gadgets and all the scents your guy can want. Seriously, the scent is like... 
so good. It's it's fresh. It's clean. I mean, not for nothing, Manscaped, but they should make like a candle or like a room uh, odorizer or something of it. Who knows? Uh, Mira. It includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Body Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner. And if you get Manscaped's Performance Package now, they'll even toss in a pair of their briefs and travel bag. And not for nothing, their briefs are awesome. If you really want your bells jingled, use promo code BETO20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping handling. It's a season for the perfect gift with the perfect promo, so use BETO20 as your promo code when ordering your performance package bundle at manscaped.com. Feliz Navidad, everyone. Hi, people. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is season three of BETO20. Let me tell you. Something happens that I'm head over heels. Yeah, but the name of the song is true. Isn't this true? Isn't that true? Okay, I'm singing Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. You're singing True, which I know what song it is, by somebody else who's not Tears for Fears. Is that Spandau Ballet? I don't know. With that said, everybody, (laughs) welcome to episode... 139! how is everybody? Everybody's fantastic. As feel, we're heading towards the Christmas listen, season. We're barreling to Christmas. We are almost next episode. Next week will be our last episode of 2020. Yes. We're almost at Christmas time. There's a little chill in the air, especially it in is, Miami. It is. It is. So what's your favorite Tears for Fear song? <laughs> Oh yeah, let me tell you something. Don't everyone overwhelm us all at once. No, no, Tears for Fears was freaking awesome. I didn't say otherwise. I mean, say what you will, but Tears for Fears, because think about this, like, their biggest hits, Shout. True. Um, true is not by them. I, I, I'm thinking whatever the name of that song is. Is it Head Over Heels that name of that song? Head Over Heels. Okay. Uh, everybody Wants to Rule the no, World. No, True is Spandau Ballet, I think. Yes. Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's right. Um, Sowing the Seeds of Love. Oh, yeah. And um, the Seeds of Love. Mad World. Those are like monster songs. Those aren't just little They hits. would all be on collections of the 80s CDs. Yes. Totally 80s. Totally 80s. Um, those are like monster songs. And I feel that Tears for Fears had a very distinct sound, which is interesting because I think that Tears for Fears has a very 80s sound. Without I, being 80s. Yes. Without sounding overly dated at this point. Right. Like you can tell kind of the period, but it's not like you could be like, oh, 1983. Yeah. Yeah. Like super, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. It, I've been listening for the, for some reason. I've been listening this week. A lot to them and really? to Pat Benatar. Really? Pat Benatar is so freaking awesome. Oh, Pat Benatar is one of the most underrated singers, I think, out there in the world. Do you think she's underrated, though? Underappreciated, let's go. Because let's maybe she's forget. not underrated, but, well, she's no, but let's forget that Pat Benatar was before our time. She was before, really? no. I mean, her, she, her, the peak of her popularity was in the early 80s. I mean, we were kids. That's true, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was before Madonna. That's true. So, 
you know, we were children. Yeah. We were too small. We were like toddlers um, or whatever. It's funny because I remember her songs from when I was a kid. I remember her from MTV, but MTV was still in its infancy. Yeah, so. but she, she, I wouldn't even say that she was of the MTV generation. She had songs on MTV, mm-hmm. but I think that she had already peaked when MTV started. Okay, okay. Uh, but, you know, Love is a Battlefield. That song's so good. And, of course, uh, we will be invincible. The Legend of Billie Jean. Is that is such a good song. Best movies. I love that movie, even though it's not yeah, a good movie. That's, that is a good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Pat Benatar, like, oh, she yeah. has such a great voice. She just has a very classic voice. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, yeah, no perdido At all. At all. I think I saw her at like a Universal Studios Mardi Gras concert. <laughs> one like one of those random things that just happened to be at Universal Studios and it was like, oh, Pat Benatar is performing. And she's another one that when you look at her greatest hits, it's like, man, I know, I know all these of songs. Yeah. Pat also, Benatar, I'm going so. Taylor Dane. Yeah, but Taylor Dane is more, a little bit more. What I mean is that Taylor Dane is, you know, and she still has a voice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and, no. you, and you look at her greatest hits and you're like, wow, this wasn't like a one or two hit situation. Yeah, yeah no, Taylor Dane, we saw her. Last year at uh, Magic City Casino, and yeah. we had press passes, yes. so we were literally like six feet away from Taylor Dane, and she like blew the yeah, was great. house down. Is that whole talk I've seen now more than when she was popular? <laughs> she was at her. I saw her. At, I saw her at Epcot at the Food and Wine Festival one year. Well, it would that be the same as Expose? Like we see <laughs> that's Expose, true. You know, at this point, like we've seen. We all saw this. Expose at the Freedom. The first time we saw them was at the. Freestyle Explosion concert in 2005. Yes, at the AAA, right? At the AAA. And I would like to think that that was the beginning of like when Freestyle kind of started. That little comeback type coming situation. Coming back that yeah. these were now like classic acts. People had like respect for them now. Yeah, because they were classics. Right, right, right. right? right, right. That I remember I remember that when we went to that concert, we were like, we're the youngest people here. That's true. We were. Because again, the thing is that we grew up loving this music but that music wasn't really of it's our, our time. time no it was no. before us it's just that we were kids and we loved it and, and we, here we are constantly heard it and you know <laughs> but that's why we're younger than their fan base this is true <laughs> so anyway everybody welcome to welcome pero to- let me tell you yes yes hope everybody had a good weekend so is everybody getting their shopping lists ready well i'm already done with all of my christmas shopping but i am definitely getting in the mood because this week and i could talk for 18 hours about mariah's christmas special are we going to talk about mariah's christmas special i mean I, i'm gonna it, be a little bit of a grinch about it but go ahead listen it got me in the mood it got it, it did it did things for me in the chris the christmas mood not in the mood right so right. you want to be having hot cocoa and candy canes with billy eichner yeah sure why not Billy on the street. <laughs> Her Billy, Billy on the street. I watched it last night after I saw the special. You hadn't seen it? I, I saw it again after. Oh God, it's awesome. It's I wonderful. love when she mentions peppermint patty. <laughs> I wonder if that little tree is still in front of that Chinese restaurant. I love that there were like a couple of people that he was like, it's Mariah Carey. And they're like, whatever. They're like, hey. But then there's a people that it's like, it's Mariah Carey. And they're like freaking out. They would have probably had to get like a restraining order for me. And not to, not even to talk about you. <laughs> Can you imagine all the like when I watch Billy on the Street in general? I love that show. And guys, if you have not checked out Billy on the Street, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. So Billy Eigner is this, like crazy, crazy comedian, and he goes around the streets of New York just yelling. Yeah, like yelling questions at people, at people or, like random yeah, and, things, and like, sometimes he'll he'll bring along a celebrity. Like with he'll him. be like he'll go up to somebody. He's like, "Who's your favorite white person?" Right. <laughs> I'd like random people in New York City. And he, the entire show is him 
literally it's running. It's just that. Around New York City. And that's why I say, I'm like, this guy by the end of the show must be exhausted. That's why he's so thin. Yeah. So he was, he did a, um, he did a Billy on the Street edition last year with Mariah for Christmas. And now he was on Mariah Carey's, um, what is it? Magical World of Magical, Disney. Magical Apple Christmas TV Adventure. Adventure. <laughs> Thing. Okay, this you is would a, think that I would be more excited about it. This is a little bit more than when you said Hawthorne. Okay, yeah. like I would have to bring you down from this. Yeah. So she had her Christmas special this it year. It was fun. It was fun. It, it was, was Christmassy. It was really camp. Um, Super camp. You know what? A lot of people that maybe don't follow Mariah Carey as much as I do, um, or are fans of hers, they fail to realize that she's in on the joke. That most of the those the, the diva antics and right, right. all that is like a joke. Um, you know, people are just like, oh, una pesada, and she's stuck right, right, up right, and all right, that. Right. But it's really kind of it's with uh, a wink. Yeah, it's, and it's a big wink. She takes it in this um, special. She like no holds she, barred. She, like, she totally pokes fun at the public's perception of her persona while it's Christmas. Right, but 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 it's Christmas. And yeah, she exactly. Changes her outfits about twenty times. Every single song is a different. And that's great. Ariana Grande, Jennifer Hudson, are Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is in it. Jimmy, Jimmy Tiffany Dupree. Haddish. Um, it was a lot of. It was fun. It was. You didn't fun. like it. Are we gonna have this conversation? Well, I mean, I asked you a question. I guess we haven't. You know, we have an hour in, to fill. In, in uh, how many episodes are we in? Um, one hundred thirty-nine. And one hundred thirty-nine plus bonus episodes. People, I've you know on a few occasions, uh, maybe, have, you know, expressed, expressed a slight interest in Mariah. My yes, right. interest in Mariah Carey. She is my favorite singer of all time. I've followed her career since the very beginning, but as you know, I'm not one of these like crazy like right. Fans. That's what we've always said. We're big fans of certain people, but we're realistic about but it. But I'm I actually care for her talent and her songwriting. Right. And, You're not blind, and her producer mm-hmm. um, abilities. Like I see her as a mu- you know musician, um, a creator, a creator. Yes, and so I don't I don't I don't necessarily fall into like the crazy like fandom. She can do no wrong her. type of thing, right? Whatever. And like the whole like diva like thing about it, I was, right, whatever. Right. Um, I have mixed feelings about her Christmas material, and okay, it's it's really weird because on the one hand, all I want for Christmas is you is it's a holiday classic. a holiday classic. It is right okay, up yeah. there with Jingle Bells. I'm dreaming Santa of Claus a white town. Christmas. Like, yeah. It is a Christmas classic that. Will be sung by generations to come. Yeah, and you know what's better than that, right? But on the other hand, it kind of bothers me that at the end of the day, when everything is said and done, and you know she dies, and right, and we all move all on, that we're and, left right, with right, is right. her musical legacy. That's this her is legacy. the song she's gonna be. That's her legacy. For. That and freaking hero, like the really. Two, you think I, hero? Hero's her signature song. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, Hero's I, I, I didn't know that. Either. I mean, well, don't you see her popping up singing Hero everywhere that she sings? Like, <laughs> I just kind of picture her just like at Publix. Just somebody like, dies. Hero. Somebody dies, Hero. We're congratulating someone, yeah, Hero. That's true, I somebody guess, wins yeah. an award, Hero. It, it, New Year's, Hero. It's her most, it's her most like preachy, whatever. No, song. that is her signature yeah, 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 song. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Without a doubt, is yeah. her signature song. So it's like. She's going to be remembered for all I want for Christmas is you, which again, I don't want to take away from what that song means to people. It's not easy to become a modern holiday classic. And if you really think about it, 
the reason why that song is so successful is because the fact that she wrote that song and it sounds like a Christmas song. It sounds like and, a cover, yeah. And it, it, it's not contemporary. It doesn't sound like... New. New. Right, when right. When she did that in the 90s, it didn't sound like a 90s song. That's why she has another version of the video. But, you know, like, I, I was actually talking to somebody about this the other day. If you think about all the people that have done Christmas music, like, for example, Destiny's Child did a, a Christmas album at the oh, height yeah, of their right. success. And... Eight Days of Christmas, which was a song they did, I think is one of the worst Christmas songs ever. Because it's this R&B song that's very 2002, where they're talking about like flashy cars and stuff. And I'm like, that's not what makes a classic, right? right? I would so, say like maybe Christmas Through Your Eyes by Gloria. Yeah, but that song's it, not by her. That's a remake. That's a remake? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That song is like from the 50s. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mina, I was this, I was today years old. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought she wrote that song. No, I'm sorry. You're right. I was thinking about this Christmas. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Freudian slip. Because okay, I was yeah. thinking of the video. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And yeah, the, no, no, I'm no. like, the video, she looks really pretty in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, no, that's this Christmas. If I no, no, yeah. Party. No, that song, yeah. yeah. yeah but, okay. but again, Christmas Through Your Eyes doesn't sound of a time. It but doesn't. it's a ballad. It doesn't. Ballads have an easier time of kind of sounding a little more timeless. It doesn't. You know, one of the other, I guess, modern, because it's still, you would consider it modern, is uh, Last Christmas. Oh, for sure. That's definitely a classic. When all is said and done, I mean, George but, is no longer with us. But if you think about Last Christmas, even though Last Christmas doesn't sound as retro as like All I Want for Christmas is You, there is, but it's a very simple song. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it's not crazy. It's very simple. Right. So again, that's always like the, the the back and forth I have. Like when I see these memes of people putting like, oh, it's time to put Mariah back in the bag right, until right, next right, year. Right. Like I find it funny, ha ha ha. But then I'm like, this woman has an incredible catalog of music. She has n- that she's written. That she's written. She has 19 number one singles, more than any solo artist in history, only second to the Beatles. Solo artist overall? Not, solo, not just female? No, solo artist. Okay. She beat Elvis. Oh, that's right. She beat Elvis with um, Touch My Body. When that went to number mm-hmm. one, that was 18. Um, All I Want for Christmas was 19. So she has 19 number one singles. And, you know, she has this amazing catalog of music. I've always said that her best music is the music that her album cuts. That usually nobody, is. Nobody hears. That. That's usually the case for all artists. And it's like... All that is great. That's fine. That's wonderful. But at the end of the day, she's going to be remembered for all I want for Christmas is you. So that's why I'm always like, oh, like, like uh, yeah, on I get one it. Hand, I get she, it. It's like she made herself immortal. But on the other true, hand, true. on the other hand, it's like, oh, but like. There are worse things to be known as than the Queen of Christmas, though. I know, but like. No, I get where you're coming from. For somebody I, I who loves, especially. Her lyrics and mm-hmm. her her songwriting and her production right. as much as I do, like it's like, man, people are gonna like that song more than like the roof or looking in or um you know some of these songs out of hers or right, right, right. Uh, underneath the stars like these amazing song of hers that right. only like fans know and it's like damn it, <laughs> but I think eventually that happens to all artists. But I guess you know. Yeah, I mean, yes, you immortalized yourself. I mean, I think that if we go far enough into the future, you know, Madonna may just be always known for like a virgin. 
or material girl. You know what I mean? And and that's not even the beginning, quote unquote, of her real career. Yeah, you know but what I mean? it's so, different. But it's different because you know why it's different? Because Madonna, somebody like Madonna, who is the the you could arguably say the most famous female singer of all time. And and this is happening now. Like the new generation doesn't know Madonna. They don't. You know, they eventually they will find out about her. But but they find out when like a modern artist talks about their influences. And and not even because not now even. the influences are like Christina Aguilera, right? Because because <laughs> when like the Britneys and Christinas and all these right. girls came out in the late nineties, early two thousands, those were the ones that were influenced by Madonna. Right, right, right. That's why there was such a Madonna love fest on MTV in the late nineties, early two thousands. Right, right, right. But now like the girls that are, are influenced by Britney, are, Christina. No, I not even Britney and Christina. No, no the girls who are coming up now. Yeah, the the girls, girls who are gonna come up twenty years from now are gonna be the Lady Gaga's no, the I, I think the that Aries. the girls that are coming out now aren't even influenced by Britney and Christina. That's before them. I think they're influenced like, I don't know, by Hopefully. Ariana Grande. Or something. Ariana Grande's already been around for like 10 years. Shit, you're right. And so has Gaga. Yeah. I, can't, I, I don't realize how time flies. Yeah, so think about it. If you are an 8-year-old kid and Lady Gaga came out 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, you're 8, And now you're, you're 20. 20, 21. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's your that's, influence. That was my influence. So, so, yeah, like, but what you were saying about Madonna, like, I think that she'll be known, obviously, for everything that she did and... But people will see it like kind of like in a past tense, like oh that was that music. It was she's very an relevant. Elvis. It was she was an icon, whatever, whatever. But I want for Christmas is you. It's like you're gonna be bopping to that song you every know? at least for two months out of the right. year, and you're gonna know that song and love that song. And it's gonna be on your iPod, right? right uh, yeah. I just dated myself on your on your mobile device, and whatever. It didn't that may be. even register in my head that you said iPod. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, we just dated ourselves. So, the one for Christmas is you. And for the record, (laughs) my favorite Christmas song of hers. This is why I always tell you that, like, with her, which is true of most artists, but with her, her popular music or her commercially released music, it's great. But the ones that aren't released, are like, you can't even compare them. Because what do I always tell you is my favorite Christmas song of her is Miss You Most at Christmas Time. That wasn't a single? That was the second single from her first album, but that song didn't. Okay, no, because... because I mean, it was eclipsed by All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay, because I, mean, I remember it being released. That's why I asked. It, it has a video. Okay, okay. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's... it's in the grand scheme of it all. She doesn't really perform that song that much, but if you want, like, a beautiful, beautifully a written, like, song, I actually think that's an even better song. That's actually my favorite Christmas song of hers. But, you but, know, it's a sad song, so... It actually, it's pretty fucking depressing. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't really go as far during the but, Christmas but season. But Last Christmas? But the difference is that Last Christmas has a, uh, the, the music of it is a little happier. It's a little more cheerful, right? It's a little more cheerful. So. Actually, I feel confident enough in my fandom of Mariah Carey okay. and my love of Mariah Carey to say, I actually like Last Christmas more than Another One for Christmas is You. I love Last Christmas. I think it's such a nice song. And for us especially, it's so nostalgic. Absolutely. Because, you know, my brother was very into George Michael. And was. Well, (laughs) is. And and that was such a, like, that was a staple in our household. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Last Christmas. And then my mom would be like, Ay, que linda esa canción. (laughs) 
So what what are what are some of your Christmas songs, everybody? Uh, I well, with that said, okay, okay. With that said, what's your favorite Christmas song of all time? My favorite Christmas song of all time. El burrito sabanero. <laughs> okay, I like el burrito there, sabanero. There's a, if you grew, if you're Hispanic, there's a especially special, for Miami. There's, there's, there's yeah. a special place in your heart for that. Yeah, song. The, for the DJ Las remix, especially. Um, tuki, 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 tuki. You know, I don't know what my favorite Christmas song is. I can tell you what my absolute hated Christmas song is. Oh, let me try to guess. It's either. It's either. One of two songs. It's either, what is it? Ring the Bells, Wartime is Over. That Paul McCartney song. Is that, so this is Christmas. Yes. Or? Um... Do they know it's Christmas? Okay, that that all? you got you got them both right in the order that I hate the most. Feed the that one world. is a second, but that one has a little more like upbeatness to it. But the other one, like so, this is Christmas. So what have you done? It's like you know what I've done, Paul McCartney. Jack, fuck all is what I've done, and yeah. that's it. And you know what? Go. I don't know whatever wife you're on right now with your vegan self. Oh my gosh, you just insulted a beetle. <sighs> Iman, we don't want to lose listeners here with your insult of the Beatles. I just want to put on the record that I do not dislike the Beatles. I actually like the Beatles, own several of their greatest hits, and I I acknowledge their contribution to music. You know my thing about the Beatles. I don't necessarily dislike the Beatles. I dislike all of the hoopla around the Beatles. It's like Lady Gaga. Right. I... Except for that stupid-ass song, Imagine. I really hate that song. Imagine. I do. It's one of the worst songs ever written. I really, really hate that song. And I hate when people say that it's, it's not the, inspirational. Oh my God, it's so inspirational. It's it makes like, me feel oh. things. <sighs> oh, you know who says that? You know who says that? People who post pictures of themselves at Christmas and be like, me with my little family. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to feel bad for you. You know what? Oh, well, you have a little I family. Just, I don't. I, I, I have never liked Imagine. I never. I don't like the lyrics. I don't like the melody. Because there's nothing to like. Well, no, no. I don't see it that way because that song is a classic. So, you know, if millions of people like that song... So is Macarena. Macarena? Listen, <laughs> Macarena, the original version, is a pretty good flamenco song. That's true. Let's look at the flamenco version of the, it. The yes, original, yes, yes. There's, uh, there's skill in there. There's yeah, skill in there. Okay, and, fine. I mean, okay I, fine. You know what? So is Who Let the Dogs Out? Okay, I'm not going to argue with that one there. <laughs> Or the Scat Man. <laughs> right. Those are terrible songs. Actually. actually, I like Scat Man more than Who Let the Dogs Out. Because I feel like scatting is, is, is And an I like form. Scat Man more than Imagine. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather listen to Scat Man on a loop. Okay, so what's your favorite Christmas song? I don't really know. I don't know. It, it, it fluctuates depending on like the year and what I'm listening to. So and... my favorite all-time Christmas song has to be the Christmas song. Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire? Yeah. The Nat King Cole version? Yes. Yeah. It's pretty I think that song is beautifully written. And the end, mm-hmm. it's just so pretty. And it, it, it's actually, that song is very melancholic. Because it's yeah. very, yeah. the lyrics are very nostalgic. Bittersweet. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, because you think about like, not only the Christmases you've gone through, but how we're here together and how we may not that next year's not promised right and, and all that and it's like this is like a lot of deep thinking for christmas it's, it's interesting to me that this time of year for as happy as it is it can slide into a very sad moment oh it's definitely happened to me 
you know, and especially like I feel like it's happy, 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 and it's like December twenty sixth. Now you become like for for a lot of people, it's like because the ramp up to Christmas is all about the happiness, right? But then when the year is coming to an end, you become like so depression during Christmas is a very real thing. It's absolutely I very real. Say I suffer, and, if, and guys, if you suffer from it, please get help. Please. I wouldn't say I suffer from it, but, but you understand. I, it. I think that as I become older, I definitely get a lot more reflective on Simil- Christmas. Similar to how you said your birthday. My birthday, and and I have always since I was a since you know me thirty mm-hmm. years. What holiday have I told you I I don't like New Year's Eve. I don't like New Year's. On January first, I'm fine. I'm happy as can be. But December. And with that 31st, said, you threw some great New Year's Eve parties in your in your Marina apartment Blue, in Marina I Blue. I did throw some pretty <laughs> badass parties, but um, I become very reflective, and like I start thinking like, oh, I'm older. We're older. Yeah, my parents are older. Right. And like, now you have a kid, older. so even more. You know, but but I think about like how life changes. Because mm-hmm. I've always, that's always been something about me. I always think very much of in the moment. Like, right, right. And I think about like how my life is now, but like in years to come, it, it's not going to necessarily and be. How, and how this moment is different than last year. And, and five years from now. You know, whatever. Right, right. I become very reflective. And in the holidays, especially like during Christmas... I, I've lost a little bit of the spunk because I used to be one of these people that used to go like really? mad crazy over Christmas. Like, really, you know. you've lost a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, I have. I, I just think it comes with being getting older. Oh no, I've I've still got it. I love Christmas. I love. The... I do because, like, for example, like, and I understand that this is how life evolves. Right. But like, I think about how Christmas was in my parents' house, and my like, you know, my aunt and my uncle lived next door, and how we would do Christmas together, and we would right, open right, the presents, right, right. and then we'd go to, first to their house, and then to my house, and then we'd go to my grandmother's. It was house. a whole production. You you know, it was a whole thing and like how that's changed because, right, right, right. you know, people move away, people, people get have married, children, people, people go, get yeah. married, yeah. people get separated, people, you know, pass away, you know, and like. Life moves on, yeah. Right. So, yeah. wow, that's a downer. I know. I just don't like New Year's Eve because I feel like there's just too much pressure on New Year's Eve. Like everybody always wants New Year's Eve to be like, it's going to be perfect. And what are we doing? And I'm just like, Ugh, you know what? I like a good party as much as the next person, but to go to that same club or restaurant that I went to literally two days before. And it's like, you know, $300 a party. Right. To pay a triple now than what I paid then. Like, no, thank you. Like, don't get me wrong. If like, I have the opportunity with like a group of people to go like a badass New oh, Year's yeah. party. Yeah, like if right now like, all of us got together, like let's I do it. I would go and like have a blast la and whatever. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that to me, it's not important. Like I'm perfectly fine staying home watching TV. Me too. And then the next day, you know, watch the Rose Bowl and a million football games. And... But I would, I mean, if I stay home, I'd like to at least stay home with like a group of people just to hang out. I've told you that when New Year's comes, my biggest shock is not that it's the end of the year. It's that it's January. It's like, oh, it's January. We got to start <laughs> all over again. We're here again. <laughs> it's like. Were we just here? Ya tenemos la feria arriba. That's true. Ya la feria está aquí. I knock on wood that it happens this year. No, and it's bad. It's funny because the fair is like, it's in March. So it's like right the timeline of like when the vaccinations are supposed to be. That's true. So yeah, la vacuna, la vacuna. Dame la vacuna, dame la vacuna. Dude, we got to save the fair, you know. Llegaron la Navidad, which means cooking all of our favorites like lechón, tamales, pasteles, pernil, todo más rico. Well, thanks to Loisa Seasoning, you can do it organically and give back. Founded and owned by Hispanics with both Dominican and Peruvian backgrounds, Luisa Seasonings are certified organic, non-GMO y hasta they're vegan. 
With no artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives, it's all about el sabor, mi gente. That goes for their sazón y adobo, as well as their newly introduced garlic powder, paprika, sea salt, and cinnamon. Pero more than just feeding tradition, Loisa Seasonings also gives back. Every month, 2% of sales is donated to organizations fighting for social justice and greater equity in production and distribution of food to empower underserved communities. And it's always a local organization so that the money goes, you know, even further. So if you're looking for the flavor you love with the social conscience, visit Loisa, that's L-O-I-S-A dot com today and complete your culinary botanica. Oye, mi gente, just because we're working from home doesn't mean we have to stop taking care of our skin. Bueno, our friends at M Skincare have created products made for us men who barely have five minutes to take care of our skin. M Skincare's five-minute morning products from triple action gel face wash to all-day serum to the daily defense hydrating lotion is a full skincare routine for men that leaves your face clean, toned, protected, and hydrated. Look, I loathe extensive morning routines and i can tell you from personal experience with m skincare's products it really does only take five minutes and it's even a great defense against maskne their triple action gel face wash doesn't just wash it's a scrub so it just you know, gets all up in those pores and just cleans them all out and the all day serum a little of that helps heal damage from the elements you know like the horribly punishing sun us miami men know too damn well but my absolute fave is the daily defense hydrating lotion i usually hate lotion because i have really oily skin so it just adds to it but oh, that is not a problem with m skincare's hydrating lotion it keeps my skin looking younger and firmer Make, you know yeah i'm a man of a certain age even better than skincare products specially tailored for men is getting a discount to try them. That's right. Just visit M, that's M like men, skincare.com slash pero and get a great discount on all these products. Así que whether as a holiday gift or a gift for yourself, every man deserves healthy skin. And M Skincare is the perfect and quickest way for us guys to get it. So don't forget, that's mskincare.com slash pero for great skincare. So I wanted, to, I wanted to bring something up, but before we do that, I actually want to tell you a pretty funny story. So um, as some of you may have seen from our Instagram, our friend, I just want to give a big shout out and congrats to Miss Lucy Lopez. Of course. For winning the uh, best DJ in the Miami New Times end of year, you know, best of thing. Um, so I want to give her that shout out. You know, we love Lucy. But I wanted to tell you the story. Was there ever a question? Well, I hadn't told you. You know that she found out because of us. Oh, that I didn't know. She found out that she won because of us. Because I was on Instagram and I saw that Chef Richard Hales, also another friend of the podcast, yeah. been on the show. His wife had posted had posted something like, oh, you know, thank you, Miami New Times, you know, for because their, their um, barbecue joint um, was voted best, right? So I'm like, oh, the results are out. And I just started looking and looking and looking. And I, and I saw that Lucy had won. And I was like, I, I don't see that. Anybody's posted it yet. But carajo, I'm going to be the first one to post it. Yeah. So I posted it and she texted and she's like, she's like, my family found out that I won this thing because you guys posted it and texted, you know, and tagged me on it. So like, that's how, that's how she and her family found out that she, she won best, uh, best radio personality for the Miami New Times. That, wow. That is <laughs> awesome. Wow. I mean, she's very deserving. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, very deserving. We, we we're not gonna say what it is, yes, but in we 2021, 
we have a very specific we have a project project for Miss Lopez that it involves Lucy Lopez, and we're not even telling her what it nope, is. Nope, we're not going to tell her. So Lucy, if you're hearing this and you, and you text me, I'm not going to tell you. She'll find out through us. I don't even care that you were probably at the Spice Girls' first U.S. performance back in when they came in Hialeah. I don't that, care. You know what? I, who, I don't care. Who posted it? Miami Stadium. Uh, either Miami State, no, Hialeah. Only, only in Hialeah. Only in Hialeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is kind of amazing when you. That's my think favorite about thing I learned this week. The Spice Girls' first U.S. U.S. performance ever was at some random carnival in Hialeah that sponsored by Power ninety six. Sponsored by Power ninety six, which was attended to by like six hundred people. I could just imagine the people there like. Esa, esa está vestida con un ropón. No entiendo, no entiendo la nada. La con la pelambre esa. esa y, es, y esa, esa mujer o hombre, esa es un drag I mean, queen. can you just imagine the Spice Girls trying to say hi, Aaliyah? Aaliyah. I, I want to hear Sporty say that on a loop. <laughs> hey, like, we're from Aaliyah. <laughs> like, who knows? Like, like, who, who, who knew? Who knew? Yeah. Esta es una canción ahí. Eh, eh wannabe. Eh, eh, <laughs> Lover, you know, whatever. Algo de si quieres ser mi amante, no sé, yo no entiendo. Who knew that the all-conquering Spice Girls' first American gig would be in Hialeah, in la ciudad? Well, it is a ciudad que progresa. Es verdad, es verdad. They demonstrated the progress that day. Yeah, so good for them. Yes. So <laughs> anyway, so I want to bring up something that was on the news all over uh, yes. this this week. That um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to bring that up too. Filed a suit. Forty-eight out of the fifty states. Uh, 48, well, along with 48 of the oh. 50 states, um, also filed suit to dismantle Facebook, yep. particularly because Facebook, as we know, Facebook, um, Instagram, and um, WhatsApp. WhatsApp are, they're all a Facebook corporate companies, right? Um, so they're really one. So how do we feel about this? Let's let's obviously there's a legal perspective to it, but yeah. just just as a general consumer. Right? Without so getting weird. too much into the legalities of it, See, it's how do you feel? It's weird to ask me that question because obviously I have an advertising perspective to it too. You know what I mean? So I, I'm, not, I'm not just your lay person who's like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I look at it from the perspective of like, you know, just from, a, from an advertising perspective, what does this mean in terms of like, how do you divide this up? How do you, how do you sell it? How do you, you know, become more of a of a media company that you interact with. But I will say this, I, I, I do know, I mean, to nobody's surprise, you know, Facebook has gotten very big for its britches in a relatively short amount of time. And there is something to be said. Actually, you know what? I will go ahead and say it. Like something as simple as, you know what? I, we have been chasing the blue check mark on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I have submitted and I've said, you know, you submit to, to get the official, for those who don't know, the blue check mark means that you're an official uh, you know, entity essentially you're recognized as you know a, a, a name, shall we right. say, an Instagram, an official influencer, whatever you want to call it. We've submitted a couple times. When they deny you, as you can tell, because we don't have it, they just kind of basically say like, "Oh, you're denied," you and there's meet, you, and you don't meet the criteria, whatever, whatever that criteria. But they don't tell you what the criteria is. There's no one you can speak to. There's nobody you can even email. Like it's not like I'm gonna get on the phone. It's not that important. You know what I mean? But there's nobody I can even reach out to. So I do think that they've become this company that has just kind of said, like, we are Facebook and what we say goes. And you don't like it? Oh, well, go to Twitter. You know what I mean? It's it's like, go to TikTok. They don't care. 
Um, and I say that also just from the perspective as an ad person. You know, there have been times where I've been working on campaigns. I've never worked on the social aspect, but I've worked as part of the team. And there are things like like certain posts for a particular client will get rejected. And you'll appeal it and you'll ask for the reason why. Because obviously if you post something, it gets rejected. It's a, a, a advertising campaign. If they tell you, hey, it's because of XYZ, you can go back and change it. You know what I mean? You can update it, you can resubmit it, and you're done. They don't even provide you with that information. Mm-hmm. So they won't tell you, oh, it's because you said X instead of Y. They will just be like, it was just declined. On the flip side, though, they did go through the proper channels to get to here. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I mean, the FTC approved well, well, this. Well, they, they did. They did. I mean, they well, didn't. They, they, did. they, they, they didn't just willingly do did, this. They did. But so, so yes, it's 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 a it's a it's a complicated argument because the FTC did approve Facebook's acquisition of Instagram, right. and it did approve Facebook's acquisition of WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. But here is my problem with Facebook as in general Mm -hmm. is the amount of information that they have from you and you you know Mm -hmm. and yes they did go through the proper channels of getting instagram and whatsapp but the problem is that once they had them they continued to expand their outreach which is just good business at the end of the day right it is good business but now you have three huge platforms whose outreach in terms of the content of each program mm-hmm. has grown and grown and grown and grown and grown because Facebook I'm sorry Instagram now to what it was years ago right. is completely different fair enough but you could make the argument I mean I know it's not comparable necessarily but you could make the argument of like a TV station you know when NBC started out their goal was to keep growing viewership and to keep growing users right. and because th- my problem with them is the amount of information that they have because as we is that we, is that where we, the, is that where their argument is coming from that they want to no, break it their up their argument is kind of like because oh, I didn't you know, read they, more than the headline kill off the competition you know Snapchat was emerging right, well and right, then and then and that's then when we got did, story right we got Instagram, Instagram stories, stories. Right. Snapchat died but that's so, business but the okay my my issue isn't even the business because the the truth is that in terms of social media platforms you're going to go to what's popular amazing platform that if nobody's on it nobody cares. nobody's on it but the point is the amount of information that they gather from you as we said a couple of, of months ago or whatever that we were here we were here recording and we were talking about a different world 
Like right now. About oh, the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. About a different world. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when we finished recording, guess what popped up on my Instagram? A different world. A different world t-shirts. Are you going to tell me that that phone was not listening to our conversation? Right. I have a problem with that. But then, of course it is. But that's a bigger problem to be right. had. Because then that, now we're talking about the series and the Alexas and everything. Right. right. You but, know what but, I mean? But, but yes. But those were all separate companies. But this is Facebook that now owns these three enormous enormous platforms Mm -hmm. and is consuming and gathering all this information from you see the human part of me the human part of me agrees with you but the marketing part of me says like yes and that helps me become right but better marketers but as you know there needs to be a A limit uh as to how much you can market because if you're listening now to my private conversations to see what you could sell me you know that's the line that that's yeah that crosses a lot of lines that's the line yeah you know not only legal but ethical line i don't care if the government's listening to me i have nothing to hide yeah so you know what if the government or the na listen once a week we get together to talk for an hour so knock yourself out exactly we put it we record it (laughs) you know if the nsa wants to listen to me listen to me you're not gonna find out anything groundbreaking yeah exactly you're gonna hear me being faked interviewed by myself (laughs) it's gonna be some of the most boring conversations you will ever hear in your life it's gonna be like i would like to thank the academy yeah uh it's me planning my fictional world tour yeah. You know, yeah. So, but I have a problem with this huge, 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 huge conglomerate mm-hmm. getting so much information from me. Yeah, because I, the, I at agree. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, yes, I know that in terms of marketing, every they're going to try to throw marketing at you and throw commercials at you anywhere mm-hmm. you go. But at the end of the day, that's not why every that's not why you're going on there. Correct. You're going there to quote unquote share. You're going there to share. Right. So, okay, fine. I'll deal with some ads. But then on top of that, your ad... Yeah, because to do it for free, you have to... I mean, it has to be a paid ad model. The data that you are using to make money, to make money, you're getting from me. I'm giving it to you voluntarily. You're getting my data to make money for your company. Right. So, I don't know... I I mean, I don't know enough about, um, you know, securities exchange and all that. Because that's a very, very specialized area of law. So I, I I I don't know if this has anything to do with Facebook being a little now naughty with the government. It doesn't help. And that's another that's another issue. I mean, look, Facebook is something, and I mean that's a conversation that maybe we could have another day that's a much longer conversation. Facebook is something that started off as a pastime. And now is a world dominance. Yeah. Right? Well, the goal of Facebook is to keep you on Facebook. You want to get your news? Get it on Facebook. You want to do your shopping? Get it on Facebook. I mean, their but goal... evolved from the original <laughs> right, 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 product. Right, right, right. I'm saying, their goal is to keep because... you on Facebook day in, day out. Right. But Which, that... by the way, if you're on Facebook and you visit Better Let Me Tell You or Instagram, you can purchase our t-shirts so easily through their platform. Right. <laughs> um, BetterLetMeTellYouShop.com <laughs> But, the, but what I'm saying is that Facebook started as one thing and it turned into another. Right, right, right. It evolved. And in turning into another, there's <laughs> ramifications for Excuse that. Me. Because as you see now, as you see now, you know, the whole big thing was a Facebook in the last few years has been a posting fake news. Right, because well, anybody can post. they're not a news organization. Right. But when 80-some percent of Americans are getting their news from right. Facebook, if it walks like a duck and what is it, quacks like a duck? It's probably a it's duck. It's a duck. 
So if eighty, if you're not a news organization, but eighty percent of Americans are getting their news, which I don't understand how anybody would get their news from Facebook, but you know, but you're talking to the guy who watches NBC, CNN, BBC, Sky News, and PBS, and NPR. So you know, why anybody would get it from Facebook beats me, but. When 80% of Americans or whatever ridiculous amount of people are getting their news from Facebook, are you now a news organization? I mean, I don't agree that they're a news organization. They 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 might I, be a... I would say they are. I, would I don't think they're are. an organization. I think that they are a conduit. They are sharing news, but that, I don't think they're an organization. Well, there's not, you know, you don't, it, they're not like the Associated Press. That's what I'm saying. They're not, they're, but, they, don't, they don't have reporters. But if they're the distributor of, and they are the distributor mm-hmm. of so much news... And so much content that's newsworthy, then I think you're a news organization. Does that mean that any website that distributes news is a news organization? To a certain extent, they are. But in their extent, they have billions of readers. Mm -hmm. So I can come up with a website that says, you know, the West Kendall News and put whatever mierda I want there. But if five people are reading it, who's going to care Right. what I'm publishing on So there? you think that the amount of people is what makes it a news organization, of not course. what they do? Of course, because the thing is that people are going there to get their news. People aren't going... People are using it as a source of news with the intention of getting their news from there. Mm-hmm. So again, they're not the ones creating the content. But at the very minimum, they're a distributor of news. So in a case like that, okay, let's say something gets shared. Let's use CNN.com, a news organization. It's a well-established news organization. They have a Facebook page. They share something. Is the news organization CNN or Facebook at that point? All right, but let me ask you something. Maybe you do because of your background and just because of who you are. How many people that read Facebook and come up on a news story check to see the source? That's valid. Because people, what? Because God we, knows I do. What people do, they repost it from ABC. Some people CBS, don't even read more than the headline or whatever made up. See, you, see, know, see. you know, Russia, Russia, see whomever, pseudo patriotic. Because you know, all these, a lot of these news places are, the, especially the ones that are very partisan. Yeah, like Eagle like, Freedom Patriot News, right? Or whatever, or from yeah. Like Russia. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, People don't check to see what the source is. They just see it. It says the narrative that they want. Share. Right. No, I don't disagree right. with that. Right. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that fact. Right. So are you, I would argue that they become one. Maybe they originally weren't one. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't set out to be one. But I would argue now that they are one. Because people are going there to get their news. I don't know. I think it's a slippery slope. No, it, it is a slippery, slippery, blah, slippery <laughs> slope insofar that... It's, it doesn't have a black and white answer, right? Mm-hmm. Because if I post something, then are they held liable for what I post? What you post? Uh, I post some random ass thing on my Facebook page. And it's a call a call to action for whatever. And something horrible happens as a result of that. Are they then held liable as a publisher? Right, but that's something different. That's something different. Because if something happens in terms of violence Mm -hmm. that that's different than what i'm saying what i'm saying is that a news organization Mm -hmm. has a duty of of accuracy in their reporting Mm -hmm. and of being truthful 
there's mm-hmm. certain standards right to it right there bias is okay but there's certain standards that things have to be true right right, right, right? It has that facts right and the problem is that millions of people are getting their news from facebook and a lot of the news that they're reading are just straight out not true so that's why they've started to put those filters that say this has been shown to be untrue right, right, right. read it at your own risk read it if you mm-hmm. want repost it if you want but our fact checkers find that this is not true i agree with something like that and i'm totally about not censoring people like i i believe you shouldn't censor i mean even when it's something you don't want to hear that offends you you know that's the speech that's many the, times yeah. that has to be protected the most right? Right, right um but i think that they are at the point that they're a news organization or a, the very minimum a news distributor well agree to disagree I, I don't necessarily agree with you but i think i know something we can agree on what the sad sad news that one day at a time is finally officially canceled yeah did you ever finally watch your political episode i have not actually i'll go, I'll go back and do it now it's great i have not gotten around to it the animated special why do you think that that show struggled so hard to find an audience so i think think i mean you can make all the the usual arguments of like it's it's latino it's not latino enough it's this it's that i think that it was how many years on netflix was it two or three um i forgot how many seasons it had like three seasons on netflix which is respectable um you know netflix was like it's it's just you know it's not a cost effective uh you know again netflix being netflix it's not cost effective whatever then it went to Pop, which was a subsidiary or is a subsidiary of Viacom. The problem that they had ultimately with Pop, because <laughs> nobody has Pop. <laughs> well, but Shit's Creek was on Pop, and Shit's Creek was a success. The problem is that they, they had two big strikes against them with Pop. Right. But- Three. Number one, what you said, not a lot of people have it. Number two, but Shit's Creek wasn't Pop for its last season. No, it was on Pop the whole time. Shit's Creek. It was on Pop the whole time. <laughs> It was on pop the whole time, but it started getting popular when the first three seasons showed up on Netflix. I always watch it on Netflix. Yeah. It was on pop. It was a pop show. Because I remember when that show premiered, I was living in New York, and I remember all of the the signage, and it said Pop Network. Hmm. But it's what you're saying. Not a lot of people have pop. The coronavirus interrupted because they were renewed on pop for their fourth season. The coronavirus happened, and they couldn't finish the season. And then on top of that, pop decided to change the the content of the channel so they were no longer going to be doing scripted television why they're just gonna be doing like unscripted and like reruns of things Ugh. like that they're just gonna be doing that type of bullshit so after having such a success with shit's creek, creek i know i know i know unscripted Ugh. i know i don't want to it's cheaper you know but and then like you asked me earlier like right but wasn't it on cbs the thing is that that was part of its contract when it was acquired by Pop because Pop and CBS are both Viacom. Is that when it concluded its run on Viacom, it would then have a second run on CBS to try and basically get more viewership. So obviously that didn't work. But I think the biggest hindrance that it had was the whole coronavirus thing. Because by the time that they started production, they were only able to get like yeah, no. like, like four episodes done. Right, but... but It didn't help. No, but the show never found an audience. Like, what I mean found... It did find an audience because it found a, a big very, enough... A big it, enough it, audience. It found a big enough audience that... I mean, this was like a complete grassroots 
Um, yeah. Its renewal to pop was basically right. a result of, yeah. So it did find an audience. I, I don't want to say that it didn't, but in terms of a wide Mainstream success. That it was, right, mainstream, it failed to. And, and that's one of those shows that I, I, I try to understand why, because the show is hilarious. It has something for everybody. The, it's kind of different from a lot of shows on television. Mm. There, there's so many avenues from the Latin uh, avenue to like LGBT issues to trans issues to immigration issues. So, as I said, there's something there for everybody. It was very mm-hmm. woke for its time. It was critically acclaimed. It absolutely was. So it, it it's it's like what happened. You know, it had Rita Moreno. You know. Uh, I, I wish I had the answer because in the last year alone, we've seen United We Fall, which had, you know, a big Latino cast, mm-hmm. did great out the gate, and then it got canceled. It got canceled. Baker oh, and the Beauty. Man. Baker and the Beauty got canceled. United We Fall got canceled? Got canceled. It got canceled, yeah. I like that show. That show was really cute. It was really fun. I wish I had an answer because it's one of those things where it's like, we're like, we need diversity. We need diversity. But I just feel like our people are not watching. Either our people are not watching or we're not as big of an audience as we once thought. Or we've become so fragmented that whereas in the past, you know, our, our reach as a, as a TV viewing audience would have been huge. But now because you've got, you know, your Peacock, your Netflix, your Hulu, your this, your that, your Discovery Plus now, your Disney Plus, your Amazon Prime. Everybody's just watching whatever they want to watch, and it's a little harder. It really is harder to capture an audience. It is, it is, but I, I agree with you in the sense that, yes, as we've discussed here many times, there is such thing as too much choice, but but it isn't, it isn't, because you still have shows that are runaway hits. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know? Like the Stranger Things, let's say. It, you it know, is... or now The Queen, you know. The, 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 the Crown. The, the Crown, Crown, I mean. As we discussed last week, The Crown, yeah. now it's in its fourth season. And while it's always been popular, now in its fourth season, it's, it's become more popular than ever. Yeah. And there's shows that off the gate, like Queen's Gambit, has been a huge oh, that miniseries. success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's shows that have been, yeah, huge successes. And they maintain the momentum. Um, what concerns me about things like this happening is that then this gives networks and studios examples to point to when we come and say we want to tell our stories. It gives them something to point to and say, yeah, but we tried that and it didn't work. I think also what happens sometimes is because, I mean, I may just be speaking from personal experience. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, a lot of times these shows, and, and Netflix, and one day at a time, especially with Gloria Catarón Kellett being the producer and, and writing a lot of the material, and she is Cuban, so she was speaking from firsthand experience. I think a lot of times, like, let's talk up, you know, specifically to right, One right, Day right, at right. a Time because down, yeah. it's a Cuban show, so it's something we can speak to. I think a lot of time our own people would be the ones I think that are Absolutely. very close-minded. They'll be Absolutely. like, hey, eso no son cubano. Right, 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 right. Forget yeah, that they're telling our like, stories. I could just see here in Miami. Right. Because at least with Cubans, anything that comes out with a Cuban family will always be compared to Que Pasa USA. Yeah, yeah. You know? Always. Yeah. Always. Y se what did so many people, when when One Day at a Time came out with Que Pasa, came out, what did they do? They compared it to Que Pasa USA. Right. And I've always said... Que Pasa USA is one of the most amazing shows that I have ever watched. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. But it's and like it is, in a bottle. 
it's lightning in a bottle and Luis Santero, it was a genius the way he wrote it. But Que Pasa USA was of a place and time. He captured a place and time exactly. That moment. That moment. Because if you show Que Pasa USA to other Cubans that came later, that came in the 90s or beyond... That show will not be relevant. It's not to relatable. That. Or if you show that that show to like let maybe like Peter Pan's, you know, maybe maybe not. Well, you yeah, know, my father related to it. But but it's it's a show that captured a certain people at a certain time and a certain experience. Yeah. Right. So I think that a lot of these other shows, you know, like, and I'm totally like brainstorming here, like in. In, como se llama, one day at a time, mm -hmm. one day at a time presented issues that while very relevant are not necessarily unique to Cuban families. True. Whereas Que Pasa USA was very Cuban. unique to Cuban families in the 1970s in Miami. Uh -huh. Ahí en la ocho. Yeah. So that's why you saw your family in Que Pasa USA. Right. This was a little broader and not in a way that diluted things because no. I don't feel like the Cuban family presented was generic no at all. and, and at gloria calderon call it you know did an amazing job in getting those nuances like yeah like the butter the country crock the they, they, they ate ropa vieja. ropa vieja when they go to the high love when they the episode i think it's the first season or second season when they go to the baseball game uh-huh they took like sandwiches we don't buy food here when the kid when the kid the papito wanted to go away for a baseball trip and they were like no no if i can't go he doesn't that go is, and that is so yeah, cute. That's us. But I think that is the misstep that a lot of again we're talking specifically Cubans because mm. it's what we could speak to do in comparing other shows to Que Pasa USA because right. again Que Pasa USA dealt with Cubans of the 1970s early 80s living in Miami at that time. I think so, Cubans also have a big problem like and I don't know if this back to that Cuban exceptionalism thing where. And you've told me you've experienced this and I've experienced it as well, where they'll see things that are lovingly parodying us or kind of, you know, like calling out our little, our they things or whatever. And they're like, we don't do that. I'm like, yeah, you do. You did it 10 minutes ago. Yeah, you do. When I showed my, when I showed my, que pasa USA to a lot of my family, y por qué hay no hay cubano. You mean one I'm day like, at a time. One day at a time to my family. Por qué hay no pusieron ningún cubano. And I'm like, oh my God, it doesn't matter. Rita Moreno's in it. Like, yeah, you're missing the point. <laughs> like that, that should be enough to be you like. You missed the point. Even EGOT. There could be somebody from Antarctica. <laughs> you know, playing a Cuba, <laughs> a Cuban. It doesn't matter. Rita Moreno is in it. An icon, an EGOT, you know? Yeah. Like that. Like, who cares if everybody else is that Cuban? Right. You know? And I'm like, she's Puerto Rican. The next Close enough. Thing. Close know, enough. Like, um, but again, if, I think that, again, with Cuban programming, the moment I saw Beauty and the, the Baker, Baker. Mm -hmm. I remember we, we saw it. I loved it. And I was like, this show's not going to do well. This show's not going to do well because the Cubans are not going to care for They're it. They're not going to get it. And then a more wider audience is probably not going to care for it either. And I also think that Cuban the Baker, I always get it wrong. Beauty and the Cuban Baker. Beauty and the Baker. Beauty and the Baker. I also think that that show being set in Miami, I think that most people, when they see a show set in Miami, they want to go with the stereotypes of Miami that it's... Right. 
uh, which is why which is why they said their bakery was on La Ocho, but then it was next to the Cameo on South Beach. Right, but but in terms of programming, when people see that a show is set in Miami, they want either partying, mansions, beach, crime, crime drugs, sex, and you know, C. fancy C. cars. C. So if you're not, they're not looking for a family drama, right? Well, no, it was the other one last last summer. I think it was Grand Hotel, which was a uh-huh. cold Latino cast, uh, exec produced by Eva Longoria. Uh, with Rosalind Sanchez yeah. Ikota Gente and nope igual so those are, but that's what I'm saying those are the things let me tell you something that, I, that, that upset me a couple of years back the, the oh with Eva Longoria that was hilarious and Giancarlo yeah yes that that was and I remember I, when that show came out telenovela I was like it's probably gonna suck and I saw I it saw it it was funny it was hilarious and I think for us it was hilarious because since we grew up on watching novelas yeah, yeah we kind of got the ridiculousness we got the it. joke of it yeah so it's a shame because I think that one day at a time, I think the show absent, not even talking about the fact that they were Cuban, mm-hmm. I think the show was so good yeah. and it was so, so perfectly done. Like genuine. I thought that the daughter's whole trajectory mm-hmm. from coming out to all that, I thought it was so naturally done. Mm-hmm. You know, that it was like her character in terms of coming out was a work in progress. It wasn't like she came out, oh, I'm gay. And then, you know, she lived a gay old world, you know, gay old life. (laughs) You know, it was like, it was natural. It felt natural. This would be the organic trajectory of somebody who's a teenager. and Discovering themselves. She's just came out, but she's also a teenager. So she's learning so much about herself. Right, right. Um, I, I, I thought that... I just thought that in general, like the immigration issues were so relevant. Her, her, uh, Penelope's PTSD. The PTSD as from a soldier. The, from the soldier. Yeah. Yes. I, I just thought it was such a relevant show um, that it's it's really a shame that it didn't get the audience it deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Oh, well. Well, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, well, Gloria Calderon Khaled is pretty badass. We've had her here on the podcast. Yes, we have. So, and, and we also um, had, um, I can't, I unfortunately I can't remember his name right now, but we, you know, also met, um, the one who plays the son. Yeah. Um, at the Miami Film Festival event. Yes. Um, super nice guy. So, yeah. bueno, tengo tremenda C. Bueno, dale. No, you go first. Me go first. So, I am going to give my last soda because I know you've said before that it's amazing that in 2020, almost 2021, there are still these moments where we have to go, this is the first blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it to Monica Richardson. Do you, do you know who Monica Richardson is? Do you mean? She is the first black executive editor in the history of the oh. Miami Herald. Oh, okay. Say bon appetit. Um, of the Miami Herald. Really? Yeah. And it's, again, it's, it's one of those things where it's just like, wait a minute, we're in 2020. We've been, and we're just now having the first black female. Um, you know, oh, she's the first black executive, but, you know, a female as well. Um, you know, executive editor in the paper's history and the Miami Herald. O sea, estamos hablando de un, un periódico que tiene ciento y pico año. So, yeah, Monica, this soda is for you. Mm, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it's incredible when right? you hear first this, first that, and you're like, oh my God, it's 2020. And we're still, and they're still firsts. They're still first. And, and I'm especially. I'm Take it back when it's a woman. Or, or like the first black, first Latino, right. first... Like, Tobi Katumai has the first trans person. No, yeah, that's another I'd layer. I'd be like, okay, that's that's a newer layer. But, like, first 
woman or first black man or black woman, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, like, what? Yeah. What? So good for her. Congrats. Yeah, she deserves that. a soda. She, she deserves does. refreshment. I'm so. sure running the Herald is very, very, you know, needs hydration. So I'm actually going to give my last soda to the Dairy Queen at Minneapolis. I'm at, um, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Baynard, Minnesota. It's not Minneapolis. It's a suburb. It's about 100 miles north of Minneapolis. Okay. So this is why. I-, I can't wait. And this this is the type of stuff that I wish news, the news would cover this type of stuff. Okay. More. Okay. They did a pay it forward and it included over 900 cars. 900 cars? It lasted for two and a half days. So basically what was happening is that people were going to the drive-thru and they were paying for the meal for the of the person them. behind them. Right? So I would roll up to the drive-thru and they would tell me, oh, the person in front of you paid for your meal. Right. So then you'll say, I've okay, Starbucks. I'm going to pay for the person behind me. And so on and so forth. And that happens every year. Like there's different times like people try to call to action and do it. Like holidays. But usually it fizzles out, you yeah. know, after a couple of hours or whatever. But this included 900 cars Jesus. and two days. So that begs the question, right? Who was the son of a bitch? That stopped it. <laughs> that stopped it. Like that's what I want to know. Okay, Ebenezer Scrooge, did you drive up to the Dairy Queen of Minnesota? Well, no. okay. and be like, I don't care. I'm not paying for the okay. Maybe okay. In all fairness, maybe it Aginka, you know, didn't get paid till like next week, and they only had enough for their meal. You're at the Dairy. You're at Dairy Queen. Okay, <laughs> you're not a freaking you know Actually, the Capitol that's Grill. That's true. And you know what? And if the person in front of you paid for what you were having, that means that now you have the money available for whatever you were going to have. Yes. So, yes. right. Okay, you know what? I take that back. Yes. Who is yes. that son of a bitch Grinch? Yes. And yes. it's a Dairy Queen. I'm like, how much money can you spend on like the Dairy $6. Queen? $6. Right? And if, let's say you have only $20. You could say, you know what? How much was my meal? $8. Pay $8 of the, right, right, right. Of the other person. You know? You could do that as well. That is still paying That's it still forward. That's still paying it forward, yeah. Like, who is the... Of a bitch who's okay, no, I'm good. Like, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. You do something as beautiful as paying it forward and simple. And it's funny because when that was on the news, that's the first thing I thought about. I'm like, and who stopped that? Who stopped that? Who stopped that? Oh, Lordy. Uh, we don't happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Yeah, on that note. Trigo No, wrong holiday. Yeah, I was like, well, no. Burrito Sabanero. Did you grow up on Burrito Sabanero? Or... Of course I did. Because, I mean, there's tapes of me as a child singing that from like ages like two to like. Oh, no, no. There, I don't have tapes of that, but, but yeah. Uh, my mom would make me sing it every year. Tuki, 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 tuki. <laughs> Your face as you did that tuki, tuki, tuki was just like. Ugh, that damn donkey. I, and it's funny because I've even thought about it in English. If they see me, if they see me on my way to Bethlehem. If they see Aww. me, if they see me on my way to Bethlehem. Burrito Sabanero translates, obviously burrito is donkey. Sabanero is... <laughs> that it's like covered in sabanas? Like it's covered, it's no! A bl- <laughs> like a blanketed donkey? Else. I don't know what it means. I know it's Venezuelan. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. well... Bueno, bueno, Listeners who are Venezolanos, let us know. The song, I don't know about the saying, but... Bueno, pero si la canción es Venezolana, maybe it's a saying Venezolano. <laughs> you know, we talked about all these songs, right? And we didn't talk about one of the most obvious ones. 
eh, I wanna wish you a merry <laughs> That's Christmas. right. That's right. I wanna didn't the Men and Booty Girls have a Christmas album or a Christmas they, song? I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. I mean, I could imagine them singing Jingle Bell Rock. You know what? Let's save that for 140. <laughs> <laughs> Because anyway, what else ends the year than Men and Booty Girls you, singing Christmas? And if you know who the Men and Booty Girls are, you will thank us in advance. Or if you're one of our listeners and you were a Men and Booty Girl, please reach out to reach us. Reach out to us. We'd love to have you. <laughs> We'd love to have you. Um, gone but not forgotten. Ever. Just like the box. Televisión musical que tú controlas. With that, everybody, we hope you listen, <laughs> laugh, and learn. Yes, we talked about the Federal Trade Commission Christmas song, Men and Booty Girls, and The Box in one episode. <laughs> we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. And as always, grab your pastelito, your... No, let's make it festive. Okay, okay. Your turrón. Oh, okay, turrón. Tu quema, crema de brie. Crema de brie. Which is much better than the Cuban version que... No, 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 crema de, crema de vie is the Cuban one. Coquito is the Puerto Rican one. Right. Which is so much better than the crema de vie. Yeah, de vie. No, so let's get rid of the crema de vie. Okay, so it's... Turrón. Turrón. Chocolate caliente mm-hmm. y coquito. coquito. I, well, I was going to say churros, but okay. Oh, but churros are, you know, three, six, five. That's true. It's a little so, chilly. Let's go well, everybody. <laughs> let's go to We're hungry is what you're saying. Oh, let's call Seth and go to La Palma. Ooh. <laughs> We have a phone call to make. Everybody <laughs> have a great weekend. Bill Friday. Have a great time. <laughs> All right, Queens. Let me hit that. Bye. And happy Christmas shopping. Yes. Better Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Better Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.